0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode two hundred and twenty six. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley, YouTube superstar, and I am joined by Bagmaker Extraordinaire, Mr. Brad Dowdy.
1: Wow, that I could be like a bum on that like you get youtube extraordinaire i get Mm -hmm. bag maker like do i make paper bags well i can tell you the difference between what i do and what you do what you do makes money
0: (laughs) youtube stuff makes no money so if one of us is going to be
1: a bum right now it's me (laughs) and you I'm actually good with bag maker. Um, that's actually a, a term of endearment in, in our little world. All the backpack and bag makers. That's a that's a good thing. I, I'm actually down with bag maker. I'm giving you a hard time. And we have a, we have a special guest uh, joining us. Mike, you could hear her laughing in the background. She has a wonderful laugh. And I, I've got to hear that laugh in person. And I want to say hi to Michelle Leong all the way from Toronto, Canada. Our first Canadian guest, I believe. Hey, Michelle.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: So this is different for us, Mike. Mm-hmm. And this is something we've talked about for months and something the listeners have asked for, something pen addict readers have asked for. They want to hear from people in the pen community, pen friends, you know, people we hang out with at at pen shows. You know, they want to hear about what someone else sees at a pen show other than you and I, you know, what someone else uses their pens and papers for other than you and I. And, you know, not necessarily someone like You know, if we have Ryder Carroll on, he can talk about bullet journaling. We just want to have, like, our friends on. and People who buy and
0: use pens that don't make them. Yeah.
1: Right? That's that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, and just talk about things. And Michelle and I, we've been talking about this for months, hadn't we?
2: Yeah, we have. I think I first, I don't know if I first mentioned it in DC or after DC. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely.
0: And uh, you are patient zero in this experiment. So <laughs> pressure is all on you now, Michelle. Yeah,
2: I, could, I can handle it. You guys aren't too bad.
1: Yeah, she can totally handle it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been talking about this for months, and we had actually just talked about getting you on the show. Period. And then we started talking about, well, let's just have like more guests um, and just talk about things, talk about things we do, things we're into, things uh, about the, you know, fountain pens and and all that kind of stuff, how we use it all. And uh, Michelle's like, yeah, I'm gung-ho for this. And, and then like months went by. And you know, I was gone the whole month of August, it seemed like. And then September, I don't even know what happened there. But we're finally getting to it. So I, I'm pretty excited about this. So I think I first met Michelle on Instagram somehow, somewhere. You're, you're very pro- prolific on Instagram, Michelle. I just want to say that. And if you're not following her, we'll have all these links on the show notes she is a worthwhile follow on instagram she's at missy Chow m i s h i e c h a u so you should follow her so do you even remember like how we first started communicating like it's been years because we've we've followed each other for a while but I, I just you've been into fountain pens for a while and uh, it seems like we ran across each other on instagram somehow
2: yeah i think I was I found you first by obviously listening to the podcast and then there was a link to your Instagram. So I had always been on Instagram. so then yeah, I started following you there and we started chatting there and that seemed to have been must have been three, four years ago. I've been in, in the community in a little for a little while, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. So just before even that, how did you even get started with, like, fountain pens and stationery? Has that always been a thing for you? Like, did you grow up, like, caring about the things that you, you know, wrote with? Or how how did that happen for you?
2: Yeah, not necessarily into fountain pens, but definitely as a kid, I was always into pens and stationery and even crayons and markers um, my family was always into it i have lots of family from asia and i remember for christmas and birthdays they would send me boxes of stuff that you couldn't find in toronto we also had a lot of friends who also had lots of families uh, from <laughs> asia so they would send me i remember i was probably seven or eight and i would have have you know all the sakura gel pens all, you know, all the pilot pens, everything from Hong Kong, from Japan. And I would bring them to school. And all my friends were fascinated, because at that time, you could not get any of that stuff in Toronto. And then as the years passed on, it's been easier and easier. But in terms of fountain pens, I didn't get into it until I had my daughter and I was home on mat leave. And it was actually my brother in law, uh, who gave me my first fountain pen that Christmas the year Bella was born, my daughter Bella was born. And he said to me that, I would probably really enjoy this. And before then, I had never touched a fountain pen. I had no idea what to do. I didn't know how to fill the ink. I used cartridges for a long time. And then curiosity got the best of me because once I put the nib onto the paper, I was like, this is the best pen I had ever (laughs) used before. So then I went online and the first source I found was uh, Fountain Pen Network. Didn't post much, but I love reading. I love researching. So I was just on there for months reading everything that I could find. And then I found the Panatic Podcast. I was on Instagram, Twitter. And I think the rest is history. I just fell, you know, into the deep end, as many of us do when we get into this hobby.
1: Do you remember what that pen was that you got? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Pin? I
2: thought I mentioned it. Was a, it was a lammy Safari. It was a pink Lamy Safari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which that's is perfect that. for me. I think that's mo- a lot of people's <laughs> first drug, right?
1: Yeah, totally. That's yeah. I mean, that's that's the way to go. That was my first one and it was like one of the bright lime green ones which I can't even tell you which one now because they've done so many of them
2: and it's yeah. just
1: stupid how they keep making the same color, but yeah. It's the safari. It's like like we talk about the Pilot Metropolitan being the best pen for like beginners. Like if I say go buy a mm-hmm. pen that you're going to mm-hmm. like I think the safari is like the most fun to like give someone as a gift who has no idea because it's so cool. Um, you know, it's got the cool colors, you know, and uh, things like that. I, I just think the look and feel of the safari is like the coolest. And the pink one, I we're we're gonna talk about pink pins later, but uh, I miss that one and I, I never got uh, I never got on the pink safari bandwagon. So I keep meaning to hunt one of those down. It's a great pin. Do you still use it today? Is that still in the rotation? Is it gone?
2: I, I have to say, it it doesn't get much use these days because I have since moved on to much more yeah. expensive pens, but I'm still very <laughs> fond of it. I mean, I look at it. I I can't say I use them that often, and I don't think I'll be buying any more at Lamy. They're they're not a yeah. brand I particularly click with. It's just a personal thing.
0: Oh, I saw the uh, Lamy uh, Special Edition iPhone mm-hmm. Safaris at the London yeah. pen show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really so, good looking, but they're very I, expensive.
1: Yeah, I... I think I am going to agree on both counts when that actually, like, officially drops. And I think i have starting to see seen pictures of them. They're really, really good looking. They're at a premium to, like, the AL Star line. But, like, what you should, said, Michelle, like, I kind of feel sad, like, I don't use my Safaris anymore. Do you, Like, you know, all these pens that I bought, like, when I was first getting into the hobby. And I thoroughly, thoroughly, to this day, enjoy using a Lamy Safari, but I never ink it up. Do you, do you ever have any pens like that, Mike, that you kind of moved on from but you're still kind of have the, I, I, I totally have an attachment to something like the safari
0: I would I mean you know I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon but the safari is one for me right like it's the pen that I hang my hat on for so long as being the best starter fountain pen because it was the one that really kind of kind of grabbed me but I have a bunch of pens like that you know that yeah. like my pelican my my uh, edison pearl my edison pearl like pens that I really love but I don't use so much anymore because I have now pens that I love infinitely more. You know.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other pens like that, Michelle? That you kind of got on the bandwagon early, and they're great pens, and they're just kind of sitting there. Like I'm, I'm yeah. starting to get there with Twisby. Like I like, I'm, I still like use my minis, but as much as I love the 580s, I'm not using them as much.
0: Yeah, that's a good point as well. Like I'm jumping in now, but like I look at something like the 580 Roc, which I was just like, I, I fought so hard to get that thing, but don't use mm-hmm. it anymore.
1: Yeah. You have anything else like that, Michelle?
2: Yeah, I, I want to say that after the Safari, the next two pens that I bought, because those were the next two that everyone was recommending on FPN, on Instagram at the time, was the Twisby Mini and the Kaveco mm. Sport. So mm. I did buy those. I do enjoy them. I still have them. But again, I don't, I don't use them anymore because I've since moved on. But I will always look at them fondly. And those are you know, the type of pens that I want to pass on to, you know, my daughter when she's a bit older. So I definitely still have them in the closet, but I uh, can't say I reach for them anymore.
1: Yeah. I think that's kind of the same path. And Mike could probably say the same thing. It's like, a okay, Safari and then, okay, probably a Twisby and then maybe a Kaweco when I want something pocketable. I use a Kaweco almost every day. I will say that those I'm stuck on because I do like the pocketable aspect of that for like when I'm moving around and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I have always have probably more than one Kaveco inked up right now. I have a sport uh from uh, Mr. Glenn HK that he's gonna get arrested for because he keeps stealing all the ones in Hong Kong. And I, I have actually a, have
2: one on the way too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I told I told him they're going
2: for my daughter.
1: I told him like I felt bad like calling him out, like saying that he did that was was buying those pens like I said I said man I'm sorry I feel really guilty like I you know I hope I didn't sick the dogs on you and he's like I've bought 38 of them so far and I'm like man your mugshot is going to be on the window in their break room at City Super saying do not sell any pens to this guy <laughs> 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 But uh yeah I carry that pen every day and then I have a little put um that I use so I I did kind of stick with the Cavecos but yeah I like it's weird when I like look in my stationery closet and I have all these Lamy's and Twispies just sitting there. It's like, man, these are great pens, and I never ink them up. And I need to just like, I need to have like Lamy Week or Twisby Week where I just like ink them all up and use them and get the enjoyment out of them because they're so good. I, I really, really enjoy them a lot. Yeah. So I, what I want to know, and before we before we get into this, um, we have to talk about one of our good fountain pen sponsors that sells all these pens that you should be buying and using, but I, I want to know how you use your pens and you know why you find the fountain pen so fascinating. But first let's talk about our good friends at Penn chalet
0: Oh, do I love this company? I definitely do. Penn chalet they are behind selling everything that you need. They have all the brands that you love. They have Pelican Lamy Pilot, Sailor, Kaveco an authorized dealer of all of these and sell amazing rollerballs fountain pens ballpoints mechanical pencils and so much more they have great reliable beautiful fantastic customer service they do great shipping they do free shipping on orders of over 50 dollars. and come on let's be serious why are you going to spend less than $50 at Pen <laughs> Come on, guys, come on. In the, if you're in the United States, you will take advantage of that free shipping. They have great shipping rates for selling stuff overseas. They sell limited edition stuff. They have sales going on all the time, and they have all the accessories you're going to need, too. Pen Chalet has a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high quality pens that they sell at low prices. As I always mention, if you're looking for something, if you're looking for anything, pen and paper, related. Go to Penchele first. See if it's there because not only are their prices great and their shipping is great, you'll get 10% off anything by just going to A.com. You click the podcast link at the top of the website. You enter the password penaddict. It will give you a special offer that we have for this week and you'll also get your 10% code on anything at A. 10% off anything. So you should go there first because you're going to get a great deal on it. Now, I'm going to pull back the curtain here a little bit, everybody. We're recording this episode in advance because Brad's off on some kind of summer jaunt, I think. Mm -hmm. So Mike from the future is going to come in now to tell you about this week's special offer. So I will hand this over to Mike from the future and he will be able to tell you about our special offer from Penn Chalet this week. Thank you, Mike, from the past. You're doing a great job on this episode, and hello, listeners. I am Future Mike, and I am here to tell you all about the special offer for this week's Penn Chalet. So when you go to that special podcast area by clicking the button, putting in the password, you will see an access to this week's special offer, which is something that is very interesting to me. It is the Conklin Conklinetta Senior Fountain Pen. So we have this. It retails at $195. You can get it on the sale price and after the coupon for $70.20 in the black or mocha swirl with a series of nib options. Now the reason I found this very interesting, I watched the great video on the Pen Chalet website. It has a filling system that I'd never seen before. You kind of unlock it and then it allows you to use this little button as like a pump filler. But it's all on the side of the pen. It's very interesting. Just go and take a look at this thing. I'd never seen anything like it before. So, go and buy that pen. There's tons of other fantastic offers at Pen Chalet. As always, they're doing a great job. Now back to Mike from the past to finish up. My thanks to Mike from the future and Pen Chalet for sponsoring this week's episode of the Pen
1: Podcast. So, Michelle, you were super lucky when you were young. You got to get all the cool stuff that we're getting now from Japan and Hong Kong and all that stuff. Did you... How did you use that stuff like as you're growing up, growing through school, and you were talking about how your friends were jealous like did you like really show off this stuff like were your notes like super fancy and awesome? Um, did you do anything cool with that?
2: Yeah, I was the girl with the with the glitter pens and the highlighters, <laughs> and my Ooh. notes were like wor- works of art back then. I really took pride in it, and it made just school that much more fun right so yeah I had a bunch of friends that were all jealous of course I shared and I had like two giant pencil cases that I would stuff in my backpack going to primary school and I would just doodle and play with them and use them in class and yeah I had I had the smelly markers back then like uh, yeah. yeah
1: do you still find yourself like nowadays they, they still all make this stuff and I still get so much enjoyment about getting like a, you know a smelly jelly pen you know with like the green apple or whatever do you still get into that stuff
2: Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. With with my daughter, I th- oh, I feel true. like she's still a bit y- bit young for my fancy fountain pens, but we definitely mm-hmm. play with the other stuff. We have boxes and boxes of of you know those ballpoints and jelly rolls. So we definitely yeah. play. We doodle and uh, we yeah we just like to draw, cut things up. She's really into arts and crafts, and she's definitely embraced uh, the pen addict in her mama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you got that first fountain pen, did it change like how you? worked or how you took notes or did you feel it was like any different like this is different than what I've been using and I can use this for different things or you kind of just you know use it for the same things you've always been doing
2: uh, I definitely took it to work right away. You know, when I went back to work and I started using it daily, like writing notes, and it just made meetings more enjoyable. Like I'm one of those people that also enjoys the tactile feel of pens. So now, when I'm in meetings, even if I'm not writing, I'm usually holding something, and I'm just kind of like fondling it. As weird as that sounds, but I'm sure there's tons mm. of people that do the same thing.
1: <laughs> I'm doing it while we're talking here. I have. Uh, yeah, I you know, have.
2: I have a pen in my hand right now, and it's just it's just relaxing and. It has definitely made my work more enjoyable. I mean, we unfortunately spend so much time at work most of the time, right? So having these pens have definitely made the day go by faster. I love doodling. I take all my notes with my fountain pens. And luckily, I have a job that involves tons of writing, sometimes tons of meetings, and to-do lists, you know, filling out forms and the like. So I can always use my pens, you know, every day at work.
1: People always ask me, like I get asked a lot, you have all these pens. How do you use them every day? And it's, it's like that you just use them for everything. It's like, we have these computers and we have these devices, but you still, if you're into this kind of thing, you find a way you're not typing your notes necessarily. You're, if you are typing them, you've probably handwritten them down first, right. And transferred them over. And you you find a way when you love pens and love paper to, to just use them. And, uh, Oh yeah, actually- for
2: sure. I, I use them for sorry I use them for everything from grocery lists to you know writing notes to my child's teacher to everything at work so like you said you definitely find a way to incorporate incorporate them into everyday life
1: So speaking of everyday life in Toronto I guess probably people outside the area wouldn't really think of it as a necessarily a fountain pen or pen or stationary hotspot, but it kind of is. I mean, Toronto is a big international metropolitan city that I don't think gets a lot of credit for that. Um, but you actually have a pretty good pen scene going on there in Toronto, right?
2: Yeah, we are very lucky. Toronto is, I believe it is the biggest city in Canada. And definitely, you know, within North America, I think it could rival a lot of big uh, american city so but still we are very lucky because even places like new york san francisco which i visited i'm surprised they don't have as many pen ink and stationery stores as toronto so yeah we're very lucky we have a lot of independent stores you know two within walking distance of my work so i've spent wow. lots of money during breaks <laughs> 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 uh uh there the, the Mont blanc store is only like five minutes away from my work so it's really funny because cool. i work right downtown um Yeah, we have like lots of Japanese paper stores, you know, very unique kind of niche products and a lot of pen stores, you know, shout out to Wonder Pens, uh, Laywinds and also Take Note. Stationery is a new uh, pen store that opened about a year ago in the west end of the city. They're doing very well. And then we have two Mont Blanc stores that I know have there. We might actually have three. And like I said, lots of kind of craft and art stores as well in the city. So I feel very lucky. The community is very vibrant. I've met lots of great people. So there's a lot of things to do. And a lot of people to hang out with in Toronto that are into the same stuff that I am.
1: So I've noticed, I think, from, you know, your Instagram feed, or maybe a few other people, that those stores are also embracing the community as well. Like you, I saw there was some event at Leywinds that You know, I saw a bunch of pictures from and I know Liz at at Wonderpens, who is just really amazing. I hope to get to meet her one day. You know, she always has something going on for the community as a whole. Do you see that kind of growing within within that community there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Liz, Liz is great for the community. She hosts a lot of like you said, a lot of events in her store. She has a very popular kind of letter writing. A social that she does and she does a lot of kind of sales and vintage pen meets on um every few months i believe she does them on sundays yeah the stores are really embracing the community they they welcome us with open arms and obviously i've gotten to know a lot of the store owners and um we have our toronto pen show which we're going to talk about which is Mm. getting larger and larger every year which i'm excited to to be a part of
1: So I I asked this question, not necessarily expecting an answer, but I can't help but think this. Why is this successful in Toronto and not in Atlanta or in other, like, I mean, I, I say Atlanta because that's what I'm close to. We don't have anything like this. I mean, we have a couple of pen stores, but you'd be hard pressed for anyone to tell you the name of them, you know, much less that they shop there or go to an event there. And I think you see that in a lot of other big cities, but Something about certain areas, like Toronto, they get it. I, I, I'm trying to like rack my brain on why that is, but I, I find it like really, really fascinating. Toronto's cooler than you, Brad. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, that, that's no joke. I'm moving.
2: Yeah, I find it fascinating, too. And I don't really have a good answer, except the fact that I guess it's just serendipitous that we have all these awesome people, you know, in the community. And when I first got into Penn's, I, I was super surprised myself, I would have thought I could not have been able to get people together for a pen meet. And now, you know, our pen meets are frequent and large, like I don't even have time to get around to all the tables to talk to people. And sometimes I feel really bad because we have fifty people come out, you know, to our Penn Meets and it, it can be really difficult to to get around to speak to everyone. But everyone's been really awesome. And as you know, what, what makes the community is the people. So Toronto mm-hmm. definitely has some of the best people that I've met that are into pens. So I feel very privileged and lucky to be in this city.
1: So she's she said it, Mike, and I don't think she she realized she said it. She's basically saying Toronto is cooler than we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid that that seems to be the case. At least they call yeah. them pen meets and not
1: writing equipment meets. Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Anyway, oh,
1: Man, that's yeah, that's uh, we, we need to we need to do something about uh, that London pen show. Maybe we'll we'll put that on the calendar one day, Mike. Mm. So so speaking of pen shows, I noticed I've seen the Toronto pen show like pop up in the calendar like in years past, but last year something changed a little bit. It was out there. And it was more upfront, and there was more talk about it. And I'm to hope this isn't too far a, of a stretch to say. I think that's because of you, right? I mean, like you were really involved in what the Toronto Pin Show does.
2: Yeah, that that's very flattering. Thank you. I was happy to help. Last year was the first year that I got super on board, and 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 you know, with the organizers to help out because I have a marketing kind of public relations background, so I was really able to spin the story and I told them that people would find it very fascinating in the digital age and I'm friends with a lot of journalists you know I was able to get the organizers on a lot of radio shows and media attention so that's how I helped last year to get it more front and center and each time I told you know my colleagues my friends who are journalists in the city they were so fascinated. They're like, I can't believe that you guys have a pen show. And, you know, <laughs> thousands of people come and they line up. And I said, yeah, I'm not kidding. You have to come check it out. And they brought in cameras. So we got more media attention than we have in the past, which kind of spirals into more interest in the show for everybody involved. So that's really fun. And we're looking forward to this year. Uh, I've attend- This will be my third year attending. And each year it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So obviously this year is bigger than last year. So we're very psyched and excited for october
1: 30th that's very cool um so do you, do you have any direct involvement with the show otherwise like you're are you do you get to go attend the show or do you help uh do you do any working on that on that day
2: um this year i'm actually going so last year i, w- I was working i mean i still had time to walk around walk around but um mm-hmm. this year i'm actually going to be a vendor i'm helping out my friend, oh, nice. uh, her name's Yolanta. She works at Take Note Stationery, which is Toronto's newest pen and stationery cool. store. So she's excited. She'll be exhibiting there. So I've decided to to help her out. So less on the organizing side this year, and just being a vendor. And I'm actually excited to see what it's like on the other side of the table. I'm sure I'll have I'll have some time to walk around. But as you know, when mm. you're working a pen <laughs> show, you're just working, right?
1: Yes, that's that is the truth. And since yeah. like that's a that's a one day show there, so I mean, yeah. people are getting in and they're, they're there to shop I mean it's, it's going to be busy like have y'all seen like already an uptick do you already expect like a bigger crowd this year than last year and I know last I, year was like really yeah, really good
2: definitely it, it, uh, the last two years that I attended yeah thousands of people streaming in there was never a non-busy moment at the tables I talked to the vendors everyone was really happy with the attendance so we expect even more people this year so I'm expecting um, definitely crazy crowds again this year
1: yeah, this sounds like a world tour event, Mike. I mean, Atlanta, London, Toronto. that That's a pretty legit panatic world tour, don't you think?
0: I think so.
2: Yeah, yeah. and I'm always trying to convince, um, you know, I have a lot of pen friends, obviously, in America and, and abroad too, and I was like, our dollar is so bad, you guys are going to get <laughs> <laughs> so much bang for your buck coming to Toronto because each time I go to an American pen show, I have to attack on 30%, right, with the exchange yeah, yeah. and all that. But seriously, like, you're going to get find so many deals because of how much your dollar is worth.
1: <laughs> so I, I want to get into some more pin shows because that's where we, we first met in person at the DC pin show two years ago. Um, but first, let's, uh, let's hear about one of my favorite uh, companies in the world, Michael, and that's Harry's.
0: This week's episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their shaving products that you are now going to be able to try them for free. Their amazing free trial set comes with a razor, five-blade cartridge, and a shaving gel. It's free for you when you sign up for a Harry's shave plan, all you need to do is pay $3 for shipping. Harry's amazing five-blade razors include a soft flex hinge for a comfortable glide, a trimming blade for the, to get to those hard-to-reach places and to make sure everything's nice and correct, a lubricating strip so it's nice and comfortable across your face, and the razor has a textured handle for more control when your hands are wet. Harry's are always improving their products, and they keep those prices the same, and those prices are low they're incredible. And every day saver that uses Harry's will save $150 a year because they offer a high-quality shave at about half the price of the brands that you're used to. Harry's believe in their quality. In fact, they guarantee it. You'll get a full refund if you're not happy. Now, Brad, I know that you are a Harry's customer and I understand that you have a Harry's story for us as well.
1: <laughs> it's kind of it's more of a confessional. All right. <laughs> um Somehow I use the the Harry's uh, shave cream is what I use to shave with. And I thought I had an extra tube of that in my bathroom drawer. And when I ran out one day, um, I didn't even think about it. And I just pitched it in the in the trash and went to the drawer and there was nothing there. But after shave, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not good. I'm I never run out of those things like I'm I take the two is one philosophy that I use (laughs) on pens and ink and paper, um, into my other products in life too. So, which is to to my wife's uh, chagrin. So I ran out. So I had to use, um, this janky shave lotion that I found in the bathroom. And it was this horrible experience. Like the, the, it was like I was shaving on rubber. It, It felt worse than anything I've ever used in my life. And that's, those are the products I used to use. Right. So that's how much better Harry's is. But the weird thing is, I was like, okay, I got to go order because I know they'll get them here fast. And, you know, by the time I'm shaving next time, they'll be here. And then I forgot to order it. And then I remembered when I'm sitting in carpool, waiting for my kids, bored out of my mind, it hit me that I hadn't ordered the Harry's Shave Goods. And I had the Harry's app on my phone. So I logged into the app. <laughs> ordered my shave cream, sitting in the car in the carpool line, and now it's here, and now my shaving is all better again. But um, that was a mistake. I do not wish to repeat because the experience was terrible. Sounds
0: like you need to get on one of those Harry shave plans, my friend.
1: I do. I'm on the blade plan, but not the lotion. Got
0: to get you. Got to get that lotion set. You got to get I it.
1: I need to. I need to fix that because the the blades just come automatically, which is great. And I need to uh to add in the other plan. So yes, I'll I will fix that.
0: If you want to have a great shave like Brad does, go to harrys.com right now and enter the code PENADDICT at checkout to claim your free trial set. And because you're a listener of this show, you'll also get a bonus post-shave balm added to your order for free. So go sign up for one of their shaving plans, the Harry Shave Plan. Put the code PENADDICT in at checkout. You'll get a free trial set with a free post-shave balm extra at harrys.com. All you need to do is pay the shipping. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: So, Michelle, we first met in person at the 2015 DC pin show. Was that the first time um, you've gotten out of town to go to a pin show?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I had heard online that the biggest and the best was DC, and you know I don't settle, so I had to talk to my (laughs) husband. Talked to my husband saved saved up money and before you know it it was august so it was a really great time and i'm so glad i went and i do plan on continuing to go as long as finances allow
1: yeah so what did you what did you think about that as a, a first time dc pin show experience i mean that was my first experience too and it was still kind of the whole thing is mind-blowing even after the second year when you think you're like so experienced the dc show is still like wow it's kind of crazy
2: yeah, the first year was definitely mind-blowing, overwhelming, my senses overload, and I remember even from the first hour, I was like, I've never seen so many pens in my life, and I don't know what to think of this, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: but it was it- really fun, and the second year, you you know, you learn a lot, right, so you're less overwhelmed, yeah. so I think by, you know, 2017, I I, I would have um, uh, gotten it in the bag.
0: I'm hoping yeah. that Atlanta will be my training wheels for DC.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, you know, you'll, you'll be able to handle it. I think you've, I I think you've got it, but even it's, it's still a different, different animal and Michelle's right. Like the second time it's great, as much fun as you have the first time, the second time is always better because you're a little bit more comfortable just walking around. You know, you've been to the hotel before, you know, you've met probably half the people that are standing around this room or you recognize them there's a you get that little bit of added comfort that's that second time around so the the second second time to any show i think is always a better experience even though the first experience is always amazing because that that first time is is just that it's great mm-hmm. so so we the first the first show the 2015 show we got caught up in an after event if you will that has become one of, like, my favorite pictures ever on the internet, and that's with our good friend Susan Worth. So, to, to set this up, people were at, who were at the 2015 DC Pin Show came to our little pin attic meetup, and we had a bit of an air conditioning issue <laughs> in the small room that we were in, and, you know, it, it was not good. It was hot. It was humid. I was sweating. Um, other people were leaving because it was uncomfortable and I don't blame them. So, you know, we're hanging out and, and that kind of ends and we're like, phew, we can get out of here, go get in the air conditioning. And then you and I and a couple other people got to talking to my good friend, Susan Worth, who everyone, if you've been to a pin show, you probably know Susan Worth. She's just this fantastic, fantastic personality at all these shows. So we got to talking. I don't even know about what, Michelle. The next thing you know, we're at a table and there's pens and paper. How long do you think we (laughs) sat there that night?
2: I feel like we were there probably at least an hour.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Which, like the pen attic thing ended probably at like nine o'clock. And we're exhausted and we're hot and we're miserable. (laughs) And a little conversation with Susie ends up turning into this epic thing. And you and I ended up having to like kind of sneak out, but we got these great pictures of you and I. I don't even know who took the pictures. You maybe took the one of me. Did I take the one of you? I, I don't, I can't even remember how that worked. I can't
2: remember if you took one of me or if it, was, if it was another one of our mutual pen friends, but yeah. And then people were asking me on Instagram, like, why was I making that face? And <laughs> as much as I remember, I think it was because she told me in that conversation that I was never to uh, fill cartridges with the syringe because yep. the flow was. Just not going to be good. Like it's not good for your pen. And I was yeah. like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> this 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 kick back look, like okay. And then I have look, I have this look on my face, like I'm about to pass out. And it's not from herds because I've just been so hot in this room, and I'm just want to die right now. But I'm giving her this look that is just.
2: <laughs> it's like okay, mom.
1: Yeah, Should it's like down? it's like stuck with me to this day. Like you know, people bring up that picture all that all this time. So. In an effort in 2016, I knew you were coming and you knew I was coming and you, you had hit me up like before the show is like, you know what, when, when we get there, we're getting our Susie pick. We're going to get it early this time. So we, we maybe look, <laughs> look better than we did it at 10 o'clock at night. So we did that. And you put uh, you put that in, an, in another picture. And it's a much better picture of us uh, and, of, <laughs> and of Susie as well. And she was super kind to do that for us but uh i i love Susie, and we could tell susan susan worth stories all day long but um you know i i just wanted to to mention that because that original picture just lives on in infamy to this day and uh i i thank you for that <laughs> i think
2: yeah, it was it was funny. I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, third year twenty seventeen picture. I'll have to come up with something something different and in, in wild 'cause cause last year uh, this past year was Susie's sandwich, right? So yep. twenty seventeen, we're gonna have to really turn it up.
1: Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll plan ahead this time and, and see yeah. what we can do. Yeah. So speaking of planning ahead, you really planned ahead for this DC pin show. So why don't you why don't you tell the story why?
2: Um I had decided, you know, earlier this year that I was going to do it. I was going to get my my grail pen, which a lot of people that know me know that my favorite pens are Japanese. You know, I love Pilot, I love Platinum Sailor, but definitely, you know, the holy grail was my Nakaya Dorsal Fin version 2 and and the first time I saw this, I saw it last year as part of our mutual friend, Le Reyes' beautiful collection. I saw it, and I had never seen a more beautiful pen. I thought the simplicity, the craftsmanship, it just stuck with me. And I had been thinking about it all year. But as we all know, it's super expensive. But I, ha- I got the opportunity to buy a very lightly used one that was coming, you know, from, you know, one of Le's mutual friends from the Philippines. She had told me that she would bring it to me in D.C. But of course, I had to pay for it. <laughs> so I had, I had months. Yeah, they held it for me. They were very nice. And the, the color was perfect. You know, my two favorite colors are pink or purple. This one is a purple finish. It was perfect. You know, I knew the nib was good. Um, It was in really good condition. And I said to myself, okay, well, the only way I'm going to be able to afford this is if I just offload a bunch of pens. And as painful as that was, I have absolutely no regrets. You know, the Nakaya Dorsal Fin 2 has been inked since dc and i love it each time i look at it i have absolutely no regrets and uh yeah you actually helped me with that because you bought one of my one of my pink pens it was an edison menlo
0: what a great color you've got on that nakaya whoa
1: yeah what do you know the name of that color because it's a stunner i I... yeah i'm
2: butchering uh sorry butchering the pronunciation yeah awai murasaki a w a i murasaki m u r a s -S 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 a k i
1: it yeah. is so so pretty. I you showed me that in person after you got it. It it. I think you were waiting. I think you didn't get it till like the second day, maybe. Just like I guess didn't get it the second day. In.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I you were like anxious. <laughs> you like didn't want to shop around because you know this pin's coming, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. But I didn't. You, I didn't really need to shop around. I mean, I still ended up picking up other stuff. <laughs> uh, so I am broke for the rest of the year. But um, yeah. But when you yeah, when you showed that to me, highlight. I was like.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Wow, this is it!" Like you did really, really good. I I, I love that pin, and and I was glad to contribute because uh, I I picked up a pin that I really love in the Edison Minlow. That's a shape of pin I talk about all the time. That's probably my favorite shape of Edison. But I don't necessarily need the pump filling aspect of it. So you had an eyedropper made um, with this. I forget the name of it, but it's like this pink candy crush kind of thing that i call it
2: i I believe and calls it candy crush yeah
1: it's it's fantastic you know i love pink and when i saw this pen and and it was a menlo and it has the ink window i was like okay this is pretty much a brad pen i just kind of need to buy it. it's like it's it's fantastic so i love that pen so i'm glad to be able to to pitch in and help and uh i think uh you you definitely came out good at, at the end of the day and um in, in funding that pen so you, you've been you've been enjoying it right?
2: Oh definitely like I said <laughs> earlier, no regrets each time I look at it I'm just awed by the beauty and just to think that you know some craftsmen spent months and months applying this yurushi. because I think what most people don't know or maybe they do is that those fins are, they're not carved in it's it's actually built because of the layers of Yurushi and it takes mm-hmm. months to cure each layer and then you know the the person working on the pen, has to wait and then they keep building it up so you get those fins so the pen originally it might have even been a cigar shape i don't know how it starts off but it does not start off with those those fins that look like a boat or a samurai sword
1: yeah. That that's fascinating. That's why we love the uh, Nakaya so much. It's it's just because of that uniqueness, uniqueness and craftsmanship that goes goes into them. They're they're pretty amazing. So, like are you done now? Like you're not buying any more pens, right? Is that what you just said?
2: <laughs> never. I never said oh, okay. that. But I am definitely <laughs> uh because I've been in the community, you know, a while and I've tried so many pens. I'm I've definitely reached a point where I'm I know what I like. I'm very picky and I mm-hmm. can spend more time, you know, enjoying what I have and yeah, pretty much enjoying what I have. I actually have a very modest collection. Uh, most people, I have like about 20 pens. And mm-hmm. most people that I know in this community have easily, you know, over 100. So I'm very picky. I keep what I truly like. And there's usually a story behind each pen. And that's what I am with, I have to say, most of my possessions. I'm, I pride myself in not being a hoarder. I use everything that I own. And, yeah, I try to live, you know, kind of minimalist, I have to say.
1: Yeah, I think that's perfect, especially... We all get crazy, like we you know we recorded a show last week where we were talking about the new field notes and Mike's bought extras and I bought extras and it's like you know we have this mentality it was like got to have it, it's going to be gone. The fear of missing out, the hoarding stuff. But you know, in fountain pens, I'm actually trying to to slim down my collection some and you know want to keep the pens that I really love. You know, the ones that there's a story about, the ones that are meaningful to me, and um, I I think that's the best way to do it. But you know, we all go through this like acquisition phase of. I need to try everything. What if I like this? What if I don't like this? And things like that. So you eventually find this balance kind of like you found, I think, and kind of like, I you know I'm finding now like, okay, there's a really actually a pretty small rotation of pins that are my favorites. And you know, I don't necessarily need all, all of the rest of them. And I think that's a, that's a good way to, to go about this whole thing that we're in. Yeah. So, so one last topic I, I want to hit up on, um, because it's it's kind of near and dear to me and I think it, it kind of relates to you. Um, you know, you have a daughter who, you know, I have two kids and, you know, I, I love my kids. They're beautiful kids, but you've got the cutest kid on Instagram. I'll just say that right now. Bella is hilarious and she is so photogenic and she loves being out there and I want to know if she's getting into your pin stash like you talked about that before. Like, can she use a fountain pen yet? I want to talk about like what you're thinking about with like kids and pens. Cause I've tried to like, my kids love like all the fountain pen stuff and all the paper and they just want everything all at once. And I'm like trying to like, you know, teach them how to hold a fountain pen and how to use a fountain pen and how the parts work and how you fill it in. Why we don't want this on the carpet and things like that. So have you, you know, like had any like talks or do you, you know, work with Bella on her these different pens and paper that we all get to have fun with.
2: Yeah, she I think she's only four and a half. So she hasn't quite um, mm-hmm. been introduced to fountain pens yet. I mean, she knows what they are. And actually, what she helps me do on a lot of weekends is she, she she's part of my cleaning ritual, which I think is yeah. really cute. And I let her flush the caps. Of That's the pen. great. So she's like leaning over the sink with me right with her little step stool. And then mm-hmm. one time she said to me, You know, I was holding the nib. She's like, Mom, I know that's the important part. Can I clean the important part? (laughs) And I thought it was so cute. But I was like, "Uh, maybe when you're a bit older, Bella, you know, the whole pen is actually really important. So just keep flushing the caps, honey. (laughs) So it was really funny. She knows that I'm I'm really into pens. And uh, she actually has a little collection of Retro 51s, which I'm sure Mike likes to hear about. Yeah, I trust her with the Retro 51s. So she actually really likes Retro 51s. And actually a few months ago, she drew a little um note and card to Retro 51 and they sent her back like a mini size version of the tornado. I think they sell it, but I I forgot the name of the model, but it's it's pretty much the tornado shrunk down to I think a it's mini. This is called
0: picture. the tornado mini.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she has one of those in pink and like she adores Amazing. it. Oh my she gosh. She likes pink as much as me. Yeah.
1: That so is I thought too that was cool. very sweet of them. Yeah, they're great to work with. So, yeah, I'm trying to I still to this day my kids are 10 and 8 and still to this day like I feel like I kind of have to like watch over them like, you know, let's make sure you're using this right or doing this, but I I really should kind of loosen up a little bit and just kind of <laughs> let them go. I know Bella's probably a little bit long young for that. Um, but uh yeah, I think it's they're fascinated with these things too and I think it's good to like you know, get my kids out from in front of the TV or the, the iPad or something. And let, you know, let's write a letter, you know, let's, you know, write a letter to our grandparents or let's, let's do this. Like I'll break out the adult coloring books and just let them go crazy, you know, with like all the colored pencils and doing all that. And they get so much enjoyment out of that. And I think it's, it's good that, you know, they have these experiences with these other pens kind of like we did when we were young, we were always looking out for the cool stuff that, you know, the other kids didn't have. And it just kind of latched on and, and, uh, we ended up on a podcast about pens, which yeah, is kind of crazy. It's very
2: important. Yeah. It's important to, to strike a balance for sure. I mean, my kid, you know, as much as any other kid is, is definitely can, can loves, loves the iPad, loves the screens and Netflix and mm-hmm. YouTube, but I definitely put a limit on that and she needs to appreciate and enjoy kind of these analog tools to, to get that side of the brain working as well. Right. So yep. I try to achieve balance in my household and, she she loves pens and stationery, and we we definitely have a f- lot of fun with that.
1: Yeah, well, well, that sounds perfect, and I think this was a perfect episode, Mike. Michelle, you're you're a natural at this. Yeah, I like, know. Uh, you're a superstar, and no I'm doubt. so so glad we had you on today. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to join us uh, on, on the podcast. Thank you so much.
2: No problem. Thank you for having me. I had a I had a lot of fun.
0: Good, Michelle. Where can uh, people find you online? What's the best places to, to go?
2: Probably on on Instagram. So as Brad said, I'm probably most active there. I'm I'm pretty much on all these social networks. You know, I had to pretty much learn and get on it for my job. Like I said, I do I do PR and marketing, but on Instagram is probably the best way to re- reach me. Uh, my username is Michie, so it's just my childhood nickname from Michelle, and then Chow just stuck. It's my maiden name, C H A U. So M I S H I E C H A U on Instagram and I'd be glad to uh, talk to you guys if you have any questions or want to know how to get here for Toronto. I have lots of tips.
1: Nice. Yeah, we need to work on that, Mike. Oh,
0: no doubt. How how can people find out more about the Toronto show as well?
2: Uh, We have a website, uh, www.scriptustoronto.com, and you can find all the information there. And like I said, if you have any specific questions, if you're traveling from out of town, not from Toronto, I can definitely help you out. The pen show is actually at my workplace, so I know it very well. I work at the Toronto Reference Library. We're right downtown. Uh, It's been held there for several years now, and there's a hotel, like tons of hotels just right around the corner. So if you need any tips, just hit me up.
0: Awesome. Right, and that about wraps up this week's episode. Thanks again to our lovely sponsors for this week, the fine folk over at Harry's and Pen Chalet. If you want to find Brad online, he is at penaddict.com and knock.co. He is uh, at Dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And he is uh, penaddict on Instagram. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find some work from me as well over at YouTube.com slash Mike Hurley. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye,
2: thanks.